Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the host of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Hi there, folks. Um, this is the WP Tonic Roundtable Show, episode 207. We already had a, a very lively debate, folks, off air, so uh, um, it's going to be a great show, I feel. We've got some great WordPress news stories, and then we're going on to our main topic, how to contribute to the WordPress community, and I think it's going to be a great show. I'm going to let my illustrious panel introduce themselves and we go with ladies first and let's start off with Kim. I'm Kim Schivler. You can find me at Kim Schivler. I tweeted about this yesterday everybody so hopefully we'll have some people join us. Jonathan you saw it and uh, uh, you can also find me at whitegloveweptraining.com. Yes and I should twitter it but I've been a bit engrossed with things. Um, Sally um, I'd like to introduce yourself. Sure. My name is Sally Getch. I'm at Sally Getch on Twitter. My business is WP Fangirl, and my opinions are my own. So they are. And Adam, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hey, everybody. My name is Adam from WPCrafter.com, where I make WordPress videos for non-techies. It's the largest YouTube channel about WordPress. You should go and check it out. Certainly do. Mendel, would like to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm going to try not to be weird with my introduction. I failed already. Uh, I'm Mendel, uh, and I, uh, I work at GoDaddy uh, in, in community, uh, which is great for this show, and uh, work on the GoDaddy Pro project, which is GoDaddy.com slash pro. All right, that's great. And my great co-host, John, like to introduce yourself? Sure thing. Often imitated, never duplicated. My name is John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design, serving up SEO and custom WordPress development for mid-sized businesses. And now from my co-host, Jonathan Denwood, introduce yourself. I don't have to respond to that. Uh, um, I'm the founder of WP Tonic, folks. We're a website maintenance support company. We only specialize in WordPress. And we're your trusted partner, aren't we, John? We build trust for a living. There you yeah. go. I think I trust. Can... I trust you guys. Yeah, we. Are, I think if you ask any of the clients me and John have worked with, they're all been happy, um, which is amazing. Uh, mostly John's work, actually. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, we're going to go on to um, our news stories, and we were debating um, before the show went live: should we talk about the editor and everything that's been said about it? But we're going to because the panel have some great points. And I'm going to start off with Kim. You had a great point. Would you like to um, talk about the editor? Uh, yes, because we're talking about contributing today. And they've put out calls for contributing. They've even made forms to give feedback so that, for example, my audience is predominantly non-technical like Adams. And they're not going to know how to use GitHub. And they're just going to give up. So they've actually made some ways that just the general public who is using this for blogging can test it and contribute. 
And I think that's important to have not just a development take on, on the new editor and how it ends up sh being shaped as it goes into core. I think that's a great point. What about you, Sally? What, what? <clears throat> so uh, similar to what, uh, what Kim said, there's been a lot of, of discussion. I mean, it, clearly people, <clears throat> just in case anyone's missed it, <clears throat> then the editor is one of the major uh, <clears throat> focuses of development for WordPress core this year. And we've said many times uh, on this podcast, Jackie isn't here to, to say it, but we've said it before, you know, the existing visual editor is problematic and needs some improvement. This is what the Gutenberg editor is what's been proposed to replace it. And uh, it looks visually beautiful. Uh, and there's been a, a broad call to go and test it. And now there's a little handbook for how to do this. And we really do need to hear from more than just the developers, although I think people have, some of them have made important points that, you know, one hopes will be addressed as, yeah. as things go on, but from ordinary people, what is this experience like for them? Because this has been the issue that clients have with, they go into WordPress and they expect it to work like Microsoft Word or Google Docs or whatever they're accustomed to writing in. And there are some ways in which it simply can't because the web and, and print are not the same thing. But there are other ways in which it would be good to be able to approximate that experience more, to, to give, to have what people are editing look more like what they're going to see, you know, when they publish it. Uh, so uh, the more uh, people we can get to use it who are to test it, who are just like, you know, our clients, our family members, folks who are not uh, technically expert, and just say, what is it like? You know, do people love it? Maybe they will. Maybe this is going to be one of those things, you know, like the customizer that developers aren't that thrilled with, but that actually seem to make things easier for, for new users. And, you know, we don't want to make it harder for new users. As developers, we can figure things out if they're difficult and the text editor will still be there. But if, it, if it's going to make it tough for, for new users, then uh, that's going to, you know, that's something that needs to be addressed. And the team building it needs to know. True. What did you, um, obviously, Mendel, you weren't part of the uh, panel last week. We had a bit of discussion. But you got any thoughts about what the discussion online about the editors being? Well, I, I, think, I think everybody is super uh, dramatic a lot of the time with changes because, it, it, rightfully so, because it's it's – everybody's livelihood right like i i bring home uh a salary because in part uh of you know of the wordpress ecosystem uh everybody on this call i think makes money from the wordpress ecosystem the the, the thing i would encourage um if if we haven't considered this um is to uh there there are feedback mechanisms that we can use once this gets folded into core um, two things come to mind. One, segmentation. Two, um, feedback. So, uh, number one, um, wh like, what data are we basing this um, this change on? Do we know that there's a huge segment of the population that cares about this? Um, if there's data, great. If there's not, um, that's not good. If there is and we don't know what the data is, we should see it. If that's been published, I don't know, but. Um, that's, that's number one, so figure out what the segment is. 
and and cater to that. Um, and then number two is uh, just making sure there are feedback uh, mechanisms in place once this is folded into core, and uh, then users can say, uh, you know, what what they want to change. Developers can say what they want to change or what they what they love about it. Um, I, I think this will probably the storm will pass, um, and all of us will be less scathed than we think we will be. Um, but that's just the optimism uh, in, in my world, so. No, I, I, um, inevitably, um, I think you're correct. But I, this is what my tent as a reply to you, is that obviously the conversation last week was really driven by another great panelist, Morton, from lynda.com. And he's he put really very logical suggestions about getting data um, from real users, and that data then should be the bedrock that informed um, the changes, some of the fundamental changes that are being applied at the present moment. But those suggestions, and I, I in no way want to speak for Moulton, but my observation, those logical um, suggestions just seem to fall on to deaf ears and it was decided um, that this was the path we were going to go down and as as Morton said it's not going to change you know the um, the boat the ship has left harbour and it's a super tanker but I might be a bit um, English depressive there i don't know um what what do you think adam actually can i respond oh, to that yeah, really quick yeah, sure. uh, I, I just want just want to say one other thing and it's controversial you heard it here first folks on wp tonic um uh, wordpress isn't the the end-all be-all of the website building space um, before I was using wordpress i was using joomla before that i was using server-side includes before that i was using God knows what uh, Dreamweaver templates, right? Like, there's there's a lot of technologies out there. Now, I really, really hope because I love WordPress. I really hope that um, that WordPress, the WordPress project, gets steered in the right direction, right? But um, but but time will tell, right? Like, I think that Matt um, has a good sense of what the community cares about, what the industry cares about. I, and I think ultimately he's going to drive it in the right direction. If he doesn't, um, then uh, then there there are other directions, right? That's all, that's all I'm going to say. So um, I hope I love WordPress. I use it. I use it for all my sites. I'm a huge huge fan, um, and I would say I'm an expert level user, right? But um, but I, I also know that this is a great big open world, and I think he's marching in the right direction. I think he'll do the right thing. I'm not worried about it, but if he doesn't, there are options. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. What do you think, Adam? Well, surprisingly, this is a, a it's kind of a hot topic, not just with um, developers. Uh, two, not even 48 hours ago, I threw a video up on YouTube, just a real quick 10-minute video about this. And it's probably one of my highest performing videos in a 48-hour period. I mean, people are watching this thing like crazy. Uh, thousands of views, 
on this one video and the comments are really interesting they're the the comment section is going crazy because it's mainly mainly the users a lot of people are really worried and freaked out about this they're saying huh should i even learn how to use wordpress now or wait a year and of course it's like no 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 just just start using it now you know it's not going to be that dramatic but i guess a week after using it myself it just seems like it doesn't fit with everything else in wordpress and it almost seems like they're just improving one area and it might even you know because right now everything kind of looks the same right you're you're in the editor you're making a menu you're throwing up some widgets it all kind of looks the same <laughs> now you're gonna have this one shiny little piece right here it's like taking an old uh, an old toyota and throwing some five thousand dollar rims on it you know those are some nice rims but it doesn't look like it fits on this vehicle uh that's kind of what i think might end up happening but one thing i i wish they would do is you know a lot of web apps these days right you you log in and they'll have like a little feedback thing or something like that it's probably one of those either intercom or some of those different services they should just pop one of those little suckers in there and start listening like give people the easiest way to let them know i'm not going to go to some website and fill out a form i ain't going to github i'm not going to do any of those things but if there's a little button floating when I'm using Gutenberg, I'm going to click on it and say, what's up with this and what's up with that? So I think they could make a lot of improvements on making it easier for making it as easy as humanly possible right then and there to say this is what is good and, and this is what works and this is what is confusing. That so. was one of Morton's um, big co comments. And he, he on the WP Tavern wrote a, a very nice comment that tied in a lot with what we all talked about last week. And that was one of his big ones is it should be right there. Click and let us give feedback right from that, that dashboard. So right. what, yeah. <clears throat> that's great. What do you think, John? Well, I'll just make this really short. I mean, I do think telemetry is a good idea. Any other product um, in, in the technology space would be doing that. They would be trying to get user uh, data, and especially at this sort of scale, it would be unthinkable for any other product to, to not be doing that at this scale. So, you know, if they decide to do it, great. Uh, the other thing, Gutenberg is going in core uh, probably by the end of the year. Uh, but what's interesting, a lot of people will freak out about it because it's going to change their workflow. But I think it's our role to get familiar with it now and start teaching our clients that it's coming now so that they're not surprised, like, what is this when it, when it does drop in core? And so we need, we need to get acquainted with it, like, now. Um, so, you know, uh, that's my thoughts. John, I, hey, listen, I'm sorry. Normally I don't, I don't interrupt so many times, but I have one other comment, and that yeah, is – as a as a community, right? We're talking about community um, and contributions this week. As as a community, um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call out communities that I've seen this happening in. Sure. Um, but but I will say, the more we argue and the less civilized we are in our discourse, um, the less people will respect the product, and they and the more turned off users will be to to using the product, right? So. Um, I think it's important, whatever the debate is, that it's that it's civilized, that people respect each other's viewpoints, that you debate it, you know, aggressively, right? But that you're always kind to each other, um, and and that you that you just 
you make way for each other's viewpoints and you try to understand each other's sides because um, there's nothing that hurts community more than um, factions or, or people within it feeling like uh, they're not being heard or or they're not cared about. So um, just kind of an overarching thought. Yeah, pl plus one for civility. I think all the reviews written so far have, have been, you know, I haven't noticed personal attacks or yeah. any of that kind of thing. People are just saying, you know, here are issues, and I think they're serious issues. And as long as we don't descend... Oh, that's my... <laughs> Uh, uh, to uh, I, f I feel you just say no to WP drama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I've never <laughs> contributed to it at all. I've kept a well clear of all that. Uh, um, there's enough drama comes your way, you don't have to look for it. Uh, um, all right, I think uh, we've discussed that on quickly on to the final news story or what I thought was interesting. Um, it was on WP theming. Um, it's theme shops might be dead. Thoughts on alternative business models. Um, I read it and I thought it was reasonably interesting in some ways. Um, what were your thoughts about it, Sally? Um, so, you know, when I first read it, it, it was it was called Themes Might Be Dead. And I thought, well, that was pretty ridiculous as, as a suggestion. And, and secondly, that the article didn't seem to say anything about that. And when I pointed this out, Devin changed the, the title. And I think if you look at the article as an article, what he's talking about is, well, you know, themes are a pretty crowded space. And if you're thinking of, you know, starting a small theme shop, you're going to have a, a tough road to hoe. But that where the money might be in the economy is to say, to combine, you know, creating niche themes. He talks about, you know, restaurant engine as, as an example. And, um, sports and that thing, you know, combining the themes with other services like, you know, hosting or e-commerce or, or whatever is appropriate, you know, to your particular niche. If it's, you know, many uh, businesses, it might need, you know, online booking of, of some kind. Uh, and, you know, if you put those things together and create a service where <clears throat> Uh, 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 you know, where your customers don't have to go out and do a whole lot of stuff on their own. They're paying you, you know, monthly fee, ongoing fees for your service and your, and your support. Uh, and you're, you know, adding value and, and you're increasing your income, all of which is great, but you're probably actually going to need either a lot more skills than you might have just to develop a, a, a a theme or more people, uh, you know, more people to, to provide support, more people to, to provide different parts of the business uh, and, and so on. So I think it's a good suggestion and people who can do this will probably succeed at it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's also a, uh, it's, it's a bigger step beyond just, okay, I've built a commercial theme and I'm, you know, going to put it up on Theme Forest or, or whatever. Oh, that's great. What did you think, Adam? Did you have time to read it quickly? Yes, <coughs> I did, as a matter of fact. And um, You I get five size... gold stars there, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this, well, I'm a skimmer, but um, for this, I make sure that I do actually try to read at least half <laughs> to get the main gist of it all. But, you know, I missed the discussion uh, two weeks ago that I would have liked to be in about 
uh, I guess leads or things drying up or whatever, or business drying up in the WordPress, whatever we call it. Um, uh, I, I would have liked to be on that, but I think we're just seeing things mature. You know, the day it's just like any market, you know, the, the days of being able to, uh, put together a poor quality but looks nice on the front end theme and and just put shit out there and make uh, gobs of money those days are just long gone and that's a good thing actually and so what we really have right now is really just the cream rising to the crop type of situation and that you know it's actually not true uh you can create a theme and you start a theme shop and still make a ton of money, but you have to do it the right way now. You can't just just throw it out there and 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 you know I'm going to create it and people are going to sell it. It just does not work like that. You know, it's been uh, uh, pretty interesting to see. We talked about this maybe a month ago. Uh, Enot from uh, Theme Isle, the- Themes Isle, Theme Isle. Anyways. You know, they had the the theme, the whole story of it going in there and coming off and all that kind of bit. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but they did it again. Uh, if you look at the most popular WordPress themes, like the one right past, like the WordPress ones, is it's called Hestia. And uh, they're killing it with this thing. And it's just because now you, you can be as successful as you want to be. You just got to be on top of your game uh, on the marketing side. And you got to make really good stuff. And you've got to... You can make money doing anything as long as you can get people to buy it, right? So, I mean, that's what it boils down to. Uh, I'm kind of contributing not from a code level, but from a concept level to a a theme. It's WPAstra.com. You could go there, and this thing's going to make a lot of money because it's coded very well. Uh, The word is out there. It's it's a lot of thought went into making what people want, and it's going to make a killing. Um, It's already one of the top 20 uh, free WordPress themes, and there's an add-on package coming out. So the point being, just like anybody, uh, making a theme, anyone can make a theme now, right? You can hire someone on one of them code places and pay them a thousand bucks and make a theme. But that's only one piece of it. You've got to bring the people in. It's just like anyone can make websites for someone. And no one's going to buy a website from you or a development project from you if you haven't effectively gotten the word out there. You're not really um, uh, doing the business side of it. So, you know, uh, I like that things are at this place where the cream can rise to the crop because the stuff that gets the attention is the highest quality stuff. Arvin has great faults, but um, in some ways, yeah, it's got a lot more competitive. But in some ways, it's always been that way. You look at the history of Studio Press with the two um, Brian's, you know, um, Brian Gardner, great WordPress theme developer, but um, without the audience, a copy blogger and um, Brian Clark, how far he would have got in building studio press who knows so having that audience has always been important what do you think kim for the the theme piece i think sally's comment was the best i read it and i read sally's comment like she just covered everything it was perfect um yeah it's it's that's just business it's not wordpress it's as things mature um you know you can't just jump on create a crap website and be on the first page of google the next day either like you could in 2001 right it's just things have changed or you know 1990 
seven when we could get people on Alta Vista like that. It's just, it's all about business growing. So I agreed with all of that. Adam, I did not know you were involved with them, with Astra. That is one of the themes. You guys have heard me complain a lot about themes in the repository that don't meet my standards of coding and use H1 everywhere and that type of thing. Astra is like one of the five now that if people want to go to that, that level, start free, it's up there. So glad to hear you're part of that. Oh man, I was so worried right there. I'm like, yeah, oh my gosh, good. is that a problem? You are, I'm like, oh you no. Are one. You are like one of one. five. <laughs> you're like one of five that I tell my people you're allowed, oh. you're allowed to use that. Woo. <laughs> I'll get you a free copy of the add-on package. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Awesome oh, thing. All right. Let's, let's, go, um, uh, let's go to John because, John, look, uh, what, what did you think of it, John? Well, I mean, definitely, I, I think if you go back eight or nine years ago uh, when Envato was new, uh, Theme Forest was new, Studio Press and Thesis were still kind of getting their traction. That was the golden age of themes, to be sure. Right now, uh, I mean, a lot of the money-making things uh, are in plugins. Now, the themes can definitely make money if you have something good. For, say, if you're, if you're one of the top ten on Theme Forest, or if you have a quality product like Genesis, or as Adam uh, mentioned, uh, what, what was the name of the... Oh, uh, Astra, WPAstra.com, but it's in the repository. Okay. Well, you know, or, or even ones like Themeisle, like they got traction with Xerif. If you have something that's good and it gets traction, you can make money. I, I would definitely say where the future of Word, you know, WordPress Enterprise is, is going to go is more toward having WordPress software as a service. That, that's going to be the next thing. And, and we are already seeing people doing that now. But, I mean, definitely there, there's a place for niche themes. I mean, look at uh, Nate Wright, Theme of the Crop, uh, you know, building themes just for restaurants. Uh, if, if you really delve down and, and understand the needs of a core audience, you can still get traction and, and make money no matter what you do. Like Adam said, it's the cream is going to rise to the top. So. Oh, great, John. Uh, Mendel, what did you think? Uh, generic themes are dead. Vertical themes uh, that are successfully marketed to businesses will uh, win and make a shit ton of money no matter um, well, uh, whether or not they're well-coded or not. Um, and uh, developers will continue to gravitate towards ecosystems like Beaver Builder, um, and and frameworks uh, like like Genesis uh, underscores stuff like that. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'll just give my little insight into it, folks. Um, as I was reading the article, I could see where um, the writer was going, but I, I I wouldn't say I totally disagreed with the article, but I just felt it was slightly naive. I think. Um, obviously, with um, page builders like Beaver Builder and Divi Free coming on, um, a certain individual that's got an eye for design or thinks they've got an eye for design will probably not buy a theme. But the majority of people are looking uh, of the small business environment 
Um, I'll, I'll probably looking for a a template to start off with, and having a, a quality theme saves so much time if it if it's been designed for that particular business, that particular vertical. Then you've got the whole argument that some of the most popular themes that I don't particularly like um, are kind of Swiss, Swiss army knife type of themes, but they've been hugely popular. Um, I don't really think themes and people that really know what they're doing um, are going to go away anytime soon. I think the page builders are really aimed at a subsector of the market that might be very, very large, um, but in comparison to the whole size of the WordPress market, it's still a niche, really. It's just the numbers are so huge that you get kind of, um, I'm looking for the right phrase here, um, slightly delusionary that everybody's adopting a page builder, but that isn't the truth, really. Um, so that's my one penny's worth. So I think we're going to go um, for our break, folks. And we can, when we're going to come back, we're going to be discussing how to contribute to the WordPress community. Be back in a moment, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back, folks. We've had a lively discussion. I've really enjoyed it. Got a great panel this Friday. Um, as usual, but I think it's been a superb discussion. So, Sally, um, I'm going to start off the ladies. Um, how would you give some advice to people looking to contribute to the WordPress community? All right. Well, if you are uh, new and uh, or new to the idea of, of contributing, uh, if you have a local meetup, uh, I know our meetup has a contributor day every year. This year it's in August, and we try to you know, kind of guide people through the uh, contribution process because it's not simple. I mean, what, what was really clear last year when we did it was that we needed to add at least an extra hour on just to kind of onboard people uh, to things. People had a lot of trouble. Even people who were already using Slack had trouble getting onto the right, you know, Slack uh, community for for <clears throat> make WordPress uh, and <clears throat> so there's a you know there's there's quite a bit of a, uh, <clears throat> of a learning curve to be able to contribute but it's important to know that there are a lot of ways to contribute if you are not somebody who writes code so the first time we had a contributor day I sat there for four hours and answered questions in the forums I just went and looked. There's a link to like all the th things that ha haven't been answered yet, and you just go through them and and say, oh yeah, I know the I know how to answer that one. I I know how to answer that one, and and you answer it, and it is so answering questions in the support forum, uh, writing reviews of plugins or themes that you use, uh, you know, not just like oh I liked it, but actually to talk a little bit about what you liked about it, 
um, or in cases where you weren't that happy what you what you didn't like about it that you know maybe the developer could improve because you know those people need feedback to make WordPress better. Um, I spent some time last year going through the uh, WordPress uh, Meetup Organizer uh, training. Uh, we had people who were working some on the documentation, on the writing side, people who were work working on writing the closed captions on um, for the videos on WordPress.tv, uh, the, the transcripts for those. Uh, and which is, as, as people discover, you know, it's pretty challenging to, uh, to do that and quite time consuming. But, you know, it's important because there are a lot of people who can't, you know, who can't hear and uh, need to, you know, need to know what's, what's being said there. Uh, and, you know, the, one of the things that was interesting to me was that, you know, two of our, our higher level uh, developers wanted to work on sort of, you know, patches for core and they we're struggling to try to get into SVN, and and be, because the core is still on subversion, there's sort of a path to it through uh, Git. But you know, most <clears throat> most WordPress developers I know use Git for versioning version control, but the uh, uh, core is on SVN. So it's you know, I think what's all come out of this is that you know, and which has been emphasized by, by the Gutenberg situation, and certainly, you know, testing the editor is, is a thing you can do to, to contribute, um, is that if there is a way to make it easier for people to contribute, to provide their feedback, to get, you know, to, to set up a sort of step-by-step, uh, step step, here's what you here's what you do for people, that would be a really good thing for the, the Make WordPress uh, teams collectively to do. I know there's some information there about uh, how to contribute because I've gone and looked for it, uh, but it's it's not that easy to do. And I think if they want more uh, participation in, in contributor days, then they probably ought to help with <clears throat> a bit with the onboarding process. All right. Um... I'm going to ask Mendel, what do you, what would you say um, around that and how people can really contribute to the WordPress community? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be concise today. So um, contribution should be changed in my mind. Um, we should stop using that word. Uh, and instead, we should say um, become a more active WordPress community member, become an active uh, member of your WordPress community. Um, be honest, if you're contributing, be honest with uh, fellow community members about what your expertise is. Um, if, if you're great at dog walking, I'm sure that there's uh, something that you can suss out in your abilities to dog walk that um, that can, can help the project in some way, right? But um, in all seriousness, you know, uh, if if you're great at um, if you're great at graphic design, great. If you're great at copywriting, great. If you're great at development, wonderful. Right there, there's there's a place for all of that. Um, if you're helping people contribute, ask them about all their talents um, and define what being an active WordPress community member means, because uh, a lot of the time we don't do that. The, good, the, the people that are doing a great job and being inclusive, getting people involved um, at, at larger work camps and things like that, um, they make this a priority, going over all of the different ways uh, to contribute. Um, and then 
set a goal. Uh, if you're if you're a community member, set a goal for giving giving back, or set a goal for how active you're going to be in the WordPress community. Um, so, are you going to uh, go to your meetups weekly or monthly? By the way, that's a contribution, right? Um, uh, going to going to a meetup and offering some some sort of uh, constructiveness. So, um, go, you know. Are, are you going to contribute weekly? Sorry, are you going to um, become an active member that uh, helps out weekly, monthly, or quarterly, and, and set a goal for that? So that's, that's my thoughts. That's great. Uh, I'd just like to comment on that. Uh, one thing, folks, is obviously there's a kind of national level, there's a regional level, and you, there's the local level where you can contribute to the WordPress community. Um, if you don't feel that you've got the time um, to contribute or it would be effective to the national um, level, uh, internet, you know, wordpress.org. Um, you can um, help on the WordCamp, you know, in your city or, or area, or you can help organize or participate in a meetup. What do you think of that, John? Do you think that's something that people forget, that it's all have to be national? know the top and they forget about contributing on this regional and local level yeah i agree with a lot of what mendel and sally have already said and that is contribution is not just about writing code there's a million ways that you can contribute you can volunteer it you know you can go to your meetup help people there's people coming to the meetup all the time they have questions that's contributing to to, to wordpress in my mind you know, just answering people's questions. Um, you know, you can volunteer at your meetup, uh, you know, become a, a leader there. Just be a leader where you are and, and help people wherever you are. Uh, you know, definitely you can get involved with your local WordCamp. Um, you know, and as uh, Sally said, you can transcribe videos on WordPress TV. Um, you can, you know, get involved with the theme review team. Uh, or you know, help on the forums. Yeah, that that's something that people you know forget they can do. Just log in the forums and answer people's questions there. So, and if, if you're a professional services provider, uh, you could you could help a friend who's a small business owner build their website since you don't make money yep. doing that, right? Th these are all these are all things. Yep, these are all things. So, true. Um, what did you think, Adam? How can people effectively? contribute well i actually um submitted a speaker topic is that what they're called for a word camp to the word camp us when i am going uh i probably have like a zero percent chance of actually um uh being chosen but that's okay but i this was kind of like the topic but it was a little different in that the more you give, the more it ends up coming right back and the more you end up getting. And that's a, something that I believe. And that's kind of been the thought process with my YouTube channel. I'm really there helping tens of thousands of people learn how to use WordPress and 
um, uh, solve their problems. I probably respond to 50 comments per day. Thank goodness for Dragon Dictate, because if I didn't have voice dictation, there would be no chance of doing that. Um, uh, but the well, thought of the topic... Definitely, definitely if I was doing it. <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, the, the, the concept of the topic is by helping people by contributing, by giving, that actually, in a lot of scenarios, will help you way more than you're helping somebody else. So, for example, um, I think it was uh, might have been Sally that said, if you have a, a a blog, you can write articles on your blog that will help people maybe solve a problem or maybe a review or some feedback on something like that that gets indexed by Google. People find that they get help, but then that also shines a spotlight on you if there's something that you do professionally or something like that. Uh, if you're a, uh, for instance, a known WordPress developer and you maybe have a commercial product and you've contributed to core, you can now say I've worked core contributors. It's, it's listed. You got the credit, man. You know, uh, that, that I look at that a little differently. I'm like, Oh, that's pretty awesome. And I've actually talked to people that have contributed to core. And that's the first thing they let you know, you, you know, just to kind of, you know, establish their skills or whatever. So there's, there's a lot more you get out of it than uh, than um, that being selfish, like I'm doing this because there's something in it for me, but it does come back to you. So you're not just throwing your time away or wasting your time helping someone that might not be grateful or, or, or contributing to someone that that's thankless. It does come back to you depending on how you position it, you know? So I know for me, I'm no coder, but I'll help somebody. And there's lots of places and ways to help people. A lot of times on Facebook, you see my face all over the place in these Facebook groups because I'm genuinely, if someone asks a question or has a problem and I know how to solve it, I'm going to spend 30 seconds and help them. And over time, people now recognize my face. They ask me questions directly. It, it, it just goes to help me too. So I guess I'm saying I don't help to help. I help to help me. No, that's not what I'm saying. But there's this concept of it, it does come it, it does come back around. It does it definitely yeah. does come back around. And there's lots of ways to to help because 95% of us are not coders. We're not going to contribute the traditional code contribution way well i think like, like what the rest of the panel have said there's many ways to contribute without being a coder but i also think you um you emphasize a good point there adam is that i found in the wordpress community they're very giving as long as you're showing signs that you're prepared to help yourself that you're prepared to do some it's a learning exercise, but you're not expecting the person that's helping you to do it, everything for you. And I have had some word. I was an active um, organizer of a of a meet of a monthly meetup, and you didn't get it that often. But like every like quarter, every third month, you would have somebody new turn up, and they would literally expect us to develop a whole website for them in the evening and you would just have to say that wasn't really the purpose of the meetup and you had to disappoint them a little bit but if you had other people that had 
problems and it was obvious they were actively working on them i've never known uh, a meetup where they haven't been given help um what what's your feelings around that kim i absolutely agreed i'm I'm now actually not near a meetup. I should drive to Orlando, but I don't drive well at night. So driving yeah. back at nine at night, that hour across the swamp is not really good for me. Well, you got, you got um, those crocodiles or alligators, actually, isn't it? Well, it's it's actually the fog that comes right. in, and right. you just can't see. Uh, but I agree. I, I that's how I started initially was going to word camps, um, helping people there, volunteering at the um, the different meetups, et cetera. I love the Sally's point on the rating plugins, rating them because so many people, and it's again, especially with my audience, Adam's audience, getting those people as they're learning to rate how the plugin helped or maybe caused a problem on their site is a nice different view than just the hardcore development guys and how they're seeing a plugin because if our purpose is democratizing publishing, that's not just speaking to developers, it's speaking to our other audience. So. Yeah, and I also think um, the meetups and the word camps have been really um, a powerful driver to the success and growth of WordPress. Would, would you agree with that, um, Mendel? He's, he's muted. muted. I know I'm muted. I was just—he's uh, falling asleep. Actually, I've been boring him. God. I, I was—I was taking a—I was taking a second to find the button um, and being weird as usual. So, uh, the the WordPress community is successful, I think, because of uh, WordCamps and meetups. Um, I think I think if those things didn't exist, uh, we would—I'll go as far as to say. Um, the market share of WordPress is dependent on uh, those things. If they didn't exist, um, I, I don't. I don't think. You know, I think that other other software would um, would have overtaken uh, WordPress by now. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. Isn't it, super Mendel? important. It's really interesting, Mendel, that you got a product, a digital product that's you know about online presence but one of its biggest drivers has been um person-to-person -person meet meetups and word camps isn't it yeah well, isn't that uh, the whole point of meetup.com is that you know it's an online tool for getting people together in person yes um however <laughs> uh i don't know if you've been to other meetups um but there's there, there, ha there has to be a thread that weaves everything together. Um, the, the foundation um, or whatever their official structure is now, um, the, the, the WordPress community peeps that keep everything together, that's a very, very unique, important, and powerful thing for, for the software. Um, you know, if, if, if that went away, it would also be difficult for us to, you know, maybe the train's already on the tracks, and so, so it would just keep going. But um, there's, there's a branding aspect to, to WordCamps and WordPress meetups. Um, that it's, it's just, uh, you know, all in all, it's, it's, a really, um, it's a really unique thing. If you look at other communities, uh, they're, they're, 
they're looking at the WordPress community um, as as somebody to emulate. So. Yeah, and I think another thing, um, folks, is that we've got to be aware of is that um, almost all organizers of what, what meetups or WordCamps, um, they're just looking for people to volunteer to help run those events. Um, um, but don't be scared, you, you know, if you just can help out not every month in running one, but like every third month, almost all organizers will just kind of grab hold of you because you do have a tendency that um, like one or two people tend to dominate running them um, and they're always looking for other people to help out. Would you would you say I'm, I'm basically right about that, John? Yeah, definitely. I mean, and I, I think there's definitely churn that happens with any uh, meetup group, even if you're a you know solo organizer like Sally, I'm sure that she has people that she leans on in the meetup group. And I know that that happens like here in Sacramento as well as, um, you know, there's the people that always show up month after month. They're kind of the people that the organizers lean on. You know, and maybe eventually they become part of the organizing team too as, as, uh, you know, as time goes forward. So, you know, definitely I, I think you can be a person that's, that helps people and is seen as a leader even without being, you know, named officially like part of anything. But, you know, just keep showing up and, uh, you know, answer, you know, people's questions, help where you can, do what you can, and that's – you know, really what life's about, not just meetups, but, you know, that's life, you know. And another thing I think you, a lot, some people don't realize by actually doing presentations at your local meetup, you, you know, you get a lot of people that are fantastic coders or great designers, but their um, presentation skills or their, they've got a deep fear of doing um, speaking in front of groups and it's a great way of overcoming that, folks, and then moving on to WordCamps, which then can be greatly beneficial to promoting you in the WordPress community and helping your business. Would you agree with that, John? Yeah, and and definitely what you know, I think like all meetups should be doing as well is you know looking for people that they can grow from the grassroots up because. You know, even even at you know in a local level, you're going to see the same kind of people who already have that confidence of speaking and are already seasoned presenters. But I think what our role is to do at a local level is find those people who have uh, knowledge to share and get them the practice of presenting to where they can be the people who are at the, you know, with the word camp next year, or those are the people who are, are polished to where they can be the next generation of speakers, you know, cause I, I think that's equally important. Yeah. And I think we've tried to do that on the podcast as well, John, haven't we? We've tried to mix our guests with people that are very um, known in the WordPress or outside the WordPress community. But also we introduced new people, haven't we, John, that aren't so well known. And we've actively tried to do that, haven't we? Yeah, and that's something that I think we both feel pretty strongly about is, you know, and even with this podcast, to be, you know, very truthful, having a big name versus having a unknown name there is not a lot of difference, at least with our podcast, 
with the actual, you know, how many people tune in and listen. There's like absolutely zero difference. Yeah. I think we're going to round this up. I think it's been a great uh, roundtable, a Friday roundtable show. Um, We've had a great discussion. Um, I'm going to let the lady, I'm going to start off with the ladies. Kim, would you like to tell people how they could learn more about you and your business? You can find me at howtobuildanonlinecourse.com, whitegloveweptraining.com, and of course, Twitter at Kim Schivler. Oh, great. Sally, how can people find you and learn more about you? You can find me at wpfangirl.com. My meetup uh, website is at eastbaywp.com. Or if you are in the Bay Area, just go to (coughs) meetup.com and search for WordPress. And I'm at Sally Getch on Twitter. And if you can spell my name, you'll find me. I'm unique in Google. Great. Mendel, how can people find more about you? Um, hey, so uh, <laughs> you can hit me up on Twitter at, if you will, if you will, it. Uh, you can also uh, find me on my website, uh, if you will, it.com. And of course, uh, if you are helping out small businesses on a regular basis, uh, build websites, go to godaddy.com slash pro. There are lots of tools there to help you out. That's great. Um, Adam, how can people get hold of you? You can check me out. You can Google WP Crafter or just go to wpcrafter.com and you'll see the YouTube channel and all the good stuff that I got there for you. And uh, if you ever leave a comment on any of my videos, I respond to every single one. Yeah. Are you going to be said to be a check for promoting your theme next week? Um, yes, I think we can actually <laughs> arrange something. I'm only, I'm only kidding. It's English. That's right. A percentage of those free downloads? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Contributing, man. We're just trying to contribute. Right. And John, how can people get hold of you, John? You can find me at my website, which is LockdownDesign.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Lockdown underscore, or like my Facebook page. Just search for Lockdown Design. How do we get a hold of you, Jonathan? It's really easy, folks. I'm all over the web like a mist. Uh, <laughs> uh, best ways um, on Twitter, at Jonathan Denwood. On the WP Tonic Facebook page, um, we put all the videos on there and add some extra stuff. And you can you can use the old email. I do reply to most emails sent to me, and that's at jonathan at wp-tonic.com. And if you want to really help the show, folks, please give us a review on iTunes. It really does help to promote the show. Um, you go to, you have to use the iTunes um, app and then you go and do a search for WP Tonic and then you can leave a review through iTunes. And if you can do that, um, we've been getting a couple of new reviews, which is great news and the show's um, building again. So it's all great stuff. So we're going to see you next week. We're, what we're probably going to do is we're going to probably continue the recording for a little while after we finish the podcast, which you'll be able to watch on our YouTube channel and on the WP Tonic website. But for the time being, um, you've got your your twice weekly dose of WP Tonic, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.